Welcome back to the Make Account Podcast. I'm Marcus Meir, founder of Mirror Group CPAs and the Total Control Accounting System. And I'm Tyler Warner, small business owner with a lot of employment tax. <laughs> right. Maybe a segue in our episode here, Tyler. It self, just, self, it's self-employment tax. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. You buried then, the lead there. Yeah, it just sounded like we've been, that's what we've been talking about. That's, that's what this episode is about, is yep. self-employment tax. Um, but I do have. I am a small business owner with a lot of accounting questions. And as this well. is going to be. This is this hits you like square between the eyes. Yeah. Because we've done some some. You know, you've done some kind of reorganization. Some, and now you. This is. Yeah. This is you're subject to this. Yeah. So yeah, today's episode we really want to want to tackle and give people an understanding of the self employment tax, what it is, how it how it gets calculated, like what kinds of income are subject to it, how you could have self-employment tax, but no income tax. Like they're two different taxes. I hate even saying that as we're talking, like it sucks, Yeah. but I'm not, I'm just the messenger. I didn't yeah. make the rules. This is, this is the medicine. You got to take it, yeah. you know, but like, we can also talk about, you know, like if you got a CPA like us, we're helping you avoid it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Or mitigate it. Yeah. And um, well, let, let, let's just get right okay, into we'll get it. Okay, we'll get into All right. it. All right, so the basic point I want everybody to understand with self-employment tax, it is a different tax than the income tax. Okay, so let's talk about income tax. Income tax would be your income from your job, your side hustle, your real estate, you know, your capital gains. You take all of that minus your either standard deduction or itemized deductions. That gives you taxable income. Then you, then you apply the tax brackets to the taxable income. Okay, there, that's... We've talked about that in detail yeah. in other episodes. Okay. Yeah. Self-employment tax is a secondary tax on one of those sources of income. So I mentioned the side hustle is a good example. Let's just say, um, or like, for instance, like you are a barber, maybe. Perfect example. You don't have, like, you're just a sole proprietor. You cut hair. You get paid for it. So whatever you make on that income, minus the expenses, is subject to a second level tax. The self-employment tax. So let's just easy numbers. You make fifty grand as a barber. You got ten grand of chair rent and supplies and all that. You forty grand net. Okay. All right. So let's. I didn't know it was minus expenses. It is. Yeah. It's not. It's not gross. Okay. Okay. So let's let's talk about that forty grand. So that forty grand, and I'm going to contrast it with something. I think an example most people will know. If you've worked for somebody before, most people have have had a W two job. If you've ever looked at your pay stub or your W two, you notice Social Security and Medicare tax. Those are being taken from you, and your employer is matching them. So self-employment tax is 6.2%, and it's, it, it, it gets capped. So it's on the first $147,000 of wages in 2022. That level, that number keeps going up. Mm-hmm. Okay, 6.2 from the employee, 6.2 from the employer, 12.4%. Medicare. Now, Medicare is charged on, you can make $100 million of wages. You're going to pay, you're going to pay Medicare tax on all of it. It's... It is 1.45% employee, 1.45% employer, 2.9% total. And this is if you work for Work for somebody. somebody. W-2 job. Okay. Why am I telling you this? I'm telling you this because the self-employment tax is leveraging off of those concepts. What it's trying to do is put a self-employed person in the same footing as an employee. Meaning, on that $40,000 example I gave you for the barber, nobody's taking Social Security and Medicare from him. As an employee, and nobody has matched it as an employer. Here's the issue: as a barber, self-employed, you're both. You're both self. You're both employee and employer. What does that mean? That means on that forty grand, now you're paying fifteen percent 
or a little bit more than that. Seven and a half, roughly seven and a half employee, roughly seven and a half employer, 15%. Right. So that's what gets people yeah. when they're not used to that because first, the money's not taken from them. Right. I was going to say that's that. That's the first thing. The, the kind of, you know, everybody does better when they have forced savings. Well, this is forced tax payments. When you move from W-2, which a lot of people are doing now, they, a lot of people have side hustles, consulting gigs, freelance, Upwork, you name mm-hmm. it. This is what gets them. The employer used to take it from them. And it was a fixed amount. So there was no more they had to come back for. Yeah, I think maybe this will help too. When when you you're when the taxes are taken out of your paycheck when you work for somebody, they're not owed then. They're just taken and given. Right. Well, the income taxes that's that's true on income tax, but self employment tax, no, they're owed and paid in and they're done for. So if I withhold, like, let's just say you make 10 grand and you work for me and I withhold. So 6.2% would be 620 bucks. And so social security, 1.45% would be Medicare. So 145. I take that 765, I match it mm-hmm. and I give it to the government. It's over. Yeah. I, I, I withheld what I was supposed to on your, on your W2 wage yeah. and I matched what I was supposed to as the employer. Right. Done. Yeah. Income tax is a reconciliation. I might take $1,500 of income tax and then we get to our tax return and see how we shook out. Okay. Did I make more or less? Did okay. I, you know, that kind of thing. All right. Well, I think I might have just confused. No, people. no, it's fine. No, but I think this is a good contrast. Income tax is why it's called a tax return. Mm-hmm. You file it and reconcile. Hey, I made 100 grand. I withheld 20. The tax is 17. I get three back. Yeah. Because you don't know ultimately with the W 2 right. age. The W two or the, your employer doesn't know if you're going to have fifty grand. Yeah, of capital and gains. this is the this is very frustrating too yeah. in in day to day tax liability because I know for whenever I, before I was at S corp now I'm going back to an LLC sole and, proprietor a sole proprietor and I'm I'm doing the math yep. like okay all right well I, I'm adjusting for my tax bracket but also I know okay there's fifteen percent roughly right. but I was doing it's like okay well. Every dollar, because you but don't that, know. That's, but that's also a good way to do it for estimating purposes. It doesn't hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it's probably close because I have low overhead. But, yeah, it but, is. But relatively, yeah, I guess you, you <laughs> owe it at the end of the year. So you have to figure out some kind of way to account for what you need to save, yeah. right? Yes. So – yeah, I don't so, want to get I don't want to get too far off in the track, but I want people to But understand. I think that's important. I think okay. what the the value you could give people here is some sort of method, okay? Like you've defined it, what you've got to pay. Right. But you need to be practically if well, you are a barber, you are got you to should be side. paying it quarterly. That's one thing. Okay. So I would say this. First, you know, I think you know where I'm going to go with this, but it's you need to have the data. So you have your accounting in zero. At any point in time, when the when the quarterly estimates are due, which you know, because because when you're self-employed, you're supposed to pay your taxes quarterly. I can go into your zero file and know, okay, Tyler made twenty grand this quarter. His self-employment tax is X, and I'll tell him that to pay and income tax. So you got to have that foundational. You need to know what you're making because, like right. like we talked about, and you didn't know this, or you weren't sure, it's not on your gross income. Your deductions get factored in there. Mm-hmm. Deductions meaning I'm a consultant. I have office supplies. I have a computer. I have home internet. I have a mileage. Yeah. I have take people out to lunch. Like all those things are factored in. So if you haven't accounted for them, 
you'd be and you were setting aside money based on the gross, you'd be setting aside too much. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that's rule number one: pay them quarterly. Otherwise, you're fined. You have right? a, you have penalties. an estimated tax penalty. Yeah. Yeah. So so that little backtrack here: taxes are a pay-as-you-go system. The reason most people don't understand this is because the money's withheld from them and it is paid as to go. It's just taken from their paycheck and their employer handles it. Because the employer is just a fiduciary, right? I take the money from you, income tax, I take yeah. your Social Security and Medicare, and then I match that. Yeah. And I pay it all to the government yeah. periodically. Which, by, quick side note, yeah. I always say if I was president for a day, yeah. that's what I would eliminate. Which one? Is self-employment withholding or like any any tax withholding. I would make, make everybody do it on their own? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, you know what, show. Exactly. <laughs> that's the thing. Is like all of a sudden everybody would be way more hyper aggressive on the accountability of their tax dollars yeah. if they had to actually write the checks. That's a good point. Because yeah, yeah I'm not getting re- into a political bit of yeah. taxes, no tax. All I'm saying is everybody would be like, oh, yeah. I literally wrote a check to the government for this amount, like a, like an yeah. employer does. Yeah. And then you'd start to see. Man, I want to. I'm going to call my congressman now. Yeah, yeah because you, like I just paid this. Like, yeah, you become numb to it when it's withheld. It's yeah. When withholding takes a it dummy proofs it, but it also like it says, well, it's just a cost of doing business kind of thing. Right. Yeah. No, let's we'll we'll leave the political commentary yeah. for after this. Yeah. <laughs> this is why business owners are grumpy. You know, <laughs> right. this is why they call Look, it. And I get it, dude. Yeah. I get it. Um. So I think we can leave with a couple points here. Self-employment taxes on the net income. You should pay it quarterly, and it's a separate tax running from your income tax. On that barber example, he's going to pay income tax on the 40000 or whatever tax bracket he's in, but he's also going to pay that self-employment tax. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. We can almost leave it there. We're done. Okay. Well, <laughs> let me ask you this. There's, there's state and federal self-employment? No. No, no? federal. No state. No state. No state. Okay. Um, but, but let's kind of keep it going. So another thing to consider is... You know, this whole, you've heard us talk S-Corp versus sole proprietor. So the, the barber, let's give an example to him. Even if he had Jim's Barber LLC and he was the only owner, he's a sole proprietor. We've talked about that in the mm-hmm. LLC episode where right. absent any tax elections, a single member LLC is no different than the guy just doing business. Right. Hang a shingle, Jim's Barbershop. He's going, Okay. Let's contrast that again. We'll walk through a little bit of the S-Corp discussion because I think people are getting a lot of misinformation, but this is why people are S-Corps. Let's make, the, let's make the math even bigger. Let's just say you made 200 net, okay? So you would pay self-employment tax on the 200, but for Social Security purposes, only up to 147. Remember, we said t- it's capped. Medicare, you'd pay the Medicare rate on all 200,000. You stop there and you say, well, dang, is there a way to get out of it? Yes. The way to get out of it is to make your LLC or whatever entity you have an S-corporation. That's done with an election you make with the government. You say, hey, I want to be taxed as an S-corporation. All right, what does that do? Now your 200000 is not subject to self-employment tax. And S-corp's net earnings, which is what you would pay taxes on, are not subject to self-employment tax. But as everybody's going, well, shoot, I'll just do that. Get out of all self-employment tax on the two hundred. Yeah. Well, when you become an S-Corp, the IRS sends you a letter. Hey, we've approved your S-Corp election. And I even think the language is, let us take this opportunity to warn you of the responsibility of shareholder employees or owner employees. I forget the exact term. What And, and reasonable compensation that needs to be paid to them. What they're saying is, on that 200, 
you got to pay yourself a salary. And now what are you back into? Mm-hmm. The self-employment tax because you're now an employee. I take Medi- Social Security and Medicare from you as employee. and I Because ma- you're both employee yeah. and employer. And I match it. So there's the game with the S-Corp, right? I make 200 Maybe I pay myself an $80,000 salary. I only pay the self-employment on that. But the other 120 I don't. So this is not an S-Corp issue episode, but I think people need to get why people say go to an Mm S-Corp. It's that reason. It comes with other things that sometimes aren't as good. We talked about that. But I think people need to leave this with the second layer of taxes running. Let Mm -hmm. Let me give you another example. Let's just say you pay your kids. This is a good example. And you don't pay them a W-2 wage. Okay? You just say, hey, you've been helping out at the family business. I'm going to pay you 10 grand. And I'm going to... And I'm going to issue you a 1099. So you're like self-employed now. But the standard deduction for anybody, a single person, is like $12,800. So $10,000 of, of, of side hustle money mm-hmm. minus the $12,800, you have negative taxable income. So you don't pay income tax. But what do you still have? The self-employment tax on the ten grand. So you could be a situation where you have zero taxable income. In this case, it would be negative. But you still are going to pay that that self-employment tax does not care if you lost a million dollars in the stock market. You still have to pay that self-employment tax on that $10,000. You're looking confused. Yeah, I am. All right. All right, let's unpack that. Yeah, I think I got a little lost paying my kid $10,000. And I was like, wait. It's not what you pay for them to go to summer camp? (laughs) Yeah, all right. Yeah. Whatever it is. I don't know. Yeah. You're going to find out pretty soon. Yeah. Um, Okay, so think about it this way. Think if okay, so you have a you have a Schedule C now. Okay. Think about if you make a hundred grand. Schedule C. That's what a sole you, propri- what a sole proprietorship. That's the tax form they file to report their income and expenses. Quarterly. And it's just no and oh. income tax. Okay. And it's just a it's just a separate form included with their personal tax return. Okay. It's not like an S corp or a partnership that has to file a separate business tax return. Gotcha. Okay. Say you made a hundred, but say you invested in a business venture. And it lost a half. Your share of the losses was a half million dollars. So your taxable income would be negative four hundred thousand. You're still going to pay self-employment tax on that hundred thousand, and you have zero taxable income. Okay, I think that's probably why I was confused about the expenses. Okay. Oh, because you yeah you gotta you gotta you gotta distinguish expenses from of the, of that venture yeah. from losses from, from other another, sources. Okay. Yeah. All right. That that's I think where I got off so track. So just think if you were in that situation you're like, dude, I invested in this startup. Right. We we lost it's kind of start early. Yeah, we lost yeah. much money. I'm not going to have any tax yeah. liability. In that example, you got a $15,000 tax liability that you're mm-hmm. not expecting. Yeah. So I think people need to understand it's a second yeah. level tax. Well, I think that will really happen to me. Actually, okay. Because of like that other startup, remember we went, yep. we just had this conversation yep. with, you know, yeah. this first year startup that, right. yeah, okay. I well, mean, because you're an angel investor, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, mean, I, I think I, I want to leave people with that. And then another point is other self-employment income sources can offset. So in that example where I said you invested in the startup, let's just assume that startup was like an S corp and it wasn't producing self-employment income or losses. Okay. But let's, let's make it a little more complicated. Let's say that startup was a partnership. You were actively involved in the partnership, which is one of the criteria, because partnerships net income, generally speaking, is subject to self-employment tax. So if that startup was a partnership and you were active in running it, you weren't just like a silent investor, you weren't passive, mm-hmm. and, it, and it lost 500 grand, that 500 grand would be self-employment loss. 
could offset your hundred thousand. If you say so. <laughs> <laughs> so when, when they knock so, on the door, I'm gonna say, "Hey, he said so." Or <laughs> let's think about another way. Say you have two Schedule C's. You have you're a freelance marketer and you have a lawn care business, right? And the freelance marketer. You know, made fifty, and the and the lawn care lost forty because you had to buy a bunch of equipment. It was your first year. Now your self employment income, assuming you're the person behind both of those, is ten, and you'd only pay self employment on the ten. So they can't offset each other, right? Okay. For purposes of the self employment tax, but income tax, you you know, but uh, but other sources that aren't self employment. Can't offset self that kind of income for the self employment tax. Gotcha. Is so that, yeah, is it clear? That, yeah. Let me make sure I'm. I'm going to yeah. spit it back to you yeah. and see if I get it right. All right. In most cases, your income tax is like a total balance. That's right. If you have multiple sources of income, they all work together. It, right. Yep. Plus and minus. Right. Yep. So. Self-employment is not lumped in there. Correct. You have to. It may. It's not there based some, on that out, that net you just talked exactly. about. Exactly. Yep. You owe that independent. Correct. Of income tax because it's a different tax. That's right. It's like different set of rules. It's like a toll. You know, that's you right. go down it, the road. You got to right. pay the toll separate from whatever. It's Correct. a toll for doing business. Right. Yeah. But it can. But if you had other. Sources of self-employment income yeah. or loss, they get aggregated right. to determine a couple things. Did I reach the $147,000 limit? So let's just bring your freelance marketer and lawn care business forward. Let's just say one you made a hundred and one you made an eighty. It'd say, oh, your self-employment income is one eighty. We're only going to subject you to the Social Security on the first one forty-seven, but Medicare on all of it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like yeah. it wouldn't so do Social Security on the hundred and on the eighty. It, they take them together. Right. So again, another concept is these things. But that go, probably let me see if I'm getting this because yeah. it probably wouldn't happen if one of those was an S corp, right? Correct. Because exactly. that's an independent it's file not for income. right. Okay. Yep. S corp again. S corp yeah. income not self. So all of your self employment goes in vehicles goes, still netted. nets into yep. one. Let's another caveat. Your wife. Ooh. Hers do not net against you. Hers do not net against yours. Self-employment is an individual concept. Okay. So, so even if you make a hundred and she loses eighty, it's not like you have twenty grand of self-employment. You have tax on a hundred. She gets an eighty thousand loss. That's oh, sorry, it doesn't offset it. Yeah, which is different than income because income, our income, negatives and positives. Bingo. Do in that example, do, income do, tax you you made twenty grand. Yeah. Self-employment tax you made a hundred. All of it subject to self-employment tax. You made, you lost eighty. Sorry, man. So you should be thinking how to structure businesses yeah, and how to like, choose a wife. How to choose a wife that is <laughs> profitable. <laughs> like you know yeah, what I'm saying. Like right. there's strategies. There's like legal smart strategies around how you organize your finances. Like yeah, maybe you know maybe there's a way. You know there's just different different things you can do. But so I think we're getting in some really good concepts yeah. here. But I think people get, get the point. All right, I'll I'll throw this out here. You may you may want to recant it, but oh, you've done this for me before, oh, where wow. you've looked at my finances and said, "Hey, all told, this is about the percentage your of your tax liability." Okay. Now, you had some data to go off of. So, like, total tax as a percentage of total income. Exactly. Okay. And just said, hey, 
you know, for every dollar you make, and, and this is going to get more act like the more simple your business, the easier this is to do. And obviously. even as you're saying that, you have to define make, but go ahead. Yeah. And so, I mean, yeah, this is why I knew this was going to just exhaust <laughs> you because like there's so That's many, good. so many calculations that you're probably doing in your head that make yeah. this difficult. Right. But for a business owner who's just trying to manage their yep. liability, all this is what they want. They want to know, know. I, know. I made $10. Made I need, meaning gross or made right. meaning net. Yeah. I got a check got for $10. Term. I revenue. Okay, revenue. Mo- most businesses are thinking in terms it's small scale, right? Right. They're like, okay, I got a check for ten grand for this service. Yep. Do I need to put a thousand dollars in? Like, we actually set up tax yeah. savings You're accounts. Like using profit yeah. first kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So like. And then you can check that against like, okay, well, then at the end of the year, it's like, well, shoot, I've actually saved 40 grand in taxes that I don't have to pay. That was kind of a waste. Or the other, it's like, I okay, I didn't this. save enough. You, you keep know? coming after me asking this, and I, and I, and, and, and I don't want to be kind of old grumpy guys like it depends, but it so I will say this. Everybody knows it depends, but, but I think but, but, it's but, worth doing to it, get some some I sort agree. of measurement. But it's not. But again, this is what you know me. I'm all about progress and simplified. This is why it's difficult. Your business, unless unless you told me, unless I knew. Yeah. Generally speaking, your business has these types of expenses. Right. Look, I'm not asking for you to say, "Hey, save two percent of everything you earn." Correct. That's not what I'm asking. I'm just saying. You need to do this work, and a CPA can help you. Oh no question. Would you agree to that? Yeah, I th- yeah. But if you want, if you want the hey, every time a dollar comes in a revenue, how much, how many pennies do I put aside? That's difficult unless you can say, generally speaking, my expenses are X percentage of the revenue. Then it's easy. But if they're not, that's when it goes. I would say your best defense for all of this is a good set of financial, uh, good books. Have your books in zero reconcile them, keep up with them, have somebody look over your shoulder, make sure you didn't put your loan payment on the P&L and you think it's an expense. Like that is what I would say you go. Now from that, we can start to develop like, okay, we generally see every time he makes a dollar, he has three, you know, 30 cents of expenses. He's going to pay tax on 70%. So what does that math well, say? Well, maybe I'm choosing the wrong thing. Maybe it's like if your books are up to date, you don't choose the dollar. You just choose the net. That's the And just question. take a percentage of net. Because that's what you pay on. Yeah. And you just and say, all right, every month I'm going to take a percentage of that net and put it in a savings easy, account. Easy peasy. Well, then there we go. There we go. We've but, but that presupposes that you've got that work done. And you've got somebody looking over to make sure it looks good and it's reasonable. Yeah. yeah but that's, sure. all, that's all I was trying to yeah. arrive at is some sort of practical metric because this is all so – everybody yeah. knows there's a thousand caveats. Right. But practically, you're going to owe the money. Right. So you need some sort of plan. Yeah, to, I think people like – people like give me just – people like yeah. in my business, they say boil it down. And why every CPA is like, it's hard, but I get why you want it boiled down because it at least gives you some stuff to hang your hat on. Every time I make a dollar or every time I net this, I'm going to pay 20%. And we can definitely do that. Last question I'll ask uh, because I think we've we've covered everything is this – does – as you pay quarterly for your self-employment taxes, is that a balance that goes up and down? Meaning like like let's say your your expenses are loaded – like in one particular part of the year versus right. another and you're paying quarterly and then like you do you reconcile it at the end of the year or that's if you're like oh man I overpaid yeah by a f- whatever like do you does it roll over does it is it like a credit okay so 
have to, yeah, you know, I was at the back of a little, let's back up a little bit. Co- your, your, whatever you're paying quarterly is not independent of the rest of your tax situation. So it's not like, because I think people get this too, they silo income. I've heard this before. I pay taxes on that income. And I'd say, how do you know? Well, I made 20 grand and I gave the government four. Well, what's to say your effective tax rate is not 30%, it should have been six. Why do I know it could be 30%? Because the other income you have affects the tax rate you pay on that 20. My point is this. Incomes are not silos. It's not like they are if you withdraw money from an IRA, kind of, kind of. But my point is this. You need to know your whole tax picture. What am I making W-2-wise? What am I withholding? Project that out and then divide that by the four quarters. That's essentially what you're doing when you pay quarterly. You're saying, hey, I made this self-employment income, but I know my wife works and she kind of withholds a little too much. That's going to help me. If my wife kind of withholds a little bit more than no, than than what I'm ultimately see, now I'm confused again okay. because they, it sounds like you're talking about income tax. But and, but my point is self employment tax. Yes, we're talking self employment tax. But if you're talking quarterly taxes, that's just your tax bill in general, income so, plus self employment. Okay, that part I didn't catch. So let's think about let's think about the example. So where, when you're paying, I just was thinking yeah. you you paid quarterly self employment taxes no. and you paid annual income. You tax. pay quarterly taxes, self employment and income. Okay, well which, then that now which now but I'm, it's not as hard as you think. My point is this. If I know, Tyler, you're self-employed, so I can project what your self-employment tax is, but I also know you're going to pay income tax on that. Plus, I know your wife has a business and you work, and I'm going to take all those things into consideration each quarter and say, okay, here's what the tax would be on this global income, self-employment and income, minus what I know they've paid in through withholding and or other tax payments, and say pay in the difference. But that's why it helps to be working with somebody because it's hard to do that. Yeah, it was easier in my mind whenever it was like income you just did at the end of the year. Oh, no. Incomes do pay as you go. Your tax system, taxes meaning all taxes, self-employment income are pay as you go. So if you're self-employed, you should be paying in your income and self-employment tax quarterly. Right. And you're saying like the credit, like, cause I know we do that. We pay yeah. taxes and then usually you're you like, yeah, like, oh, okay, you're X amount of dollars overpaid. We're going to credit that to your next year's taxes. Yep. We can't do that for employment tax, right? Yes, you can. Cause okay. it goes into the whole pot of taxes. It's just not calculated that way. Correct. That's right. Okay. So, so it- your credit with the government it is a balance. In yeah, and they don't say it's a credit on self-employment or it's a credit income. It's just okay. a credit. So oh, let's that's just yeah, let's, let's just let's just examples to me are the easiest way. Let's just say your income tax is twenty thousand, and your self-employment tax is twenty-five. So your total tax, I mean, it was five. Your total tax is twenty-five thousand. Twenty thousand income, five thousand self-employment. Okay. Okay. And you paid in through withholding quarterly payments, last year's credit, thirty thousand. You, ta- you file your tax return and it says you overpaid by five. What did you overpay? It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't say, well, two of the, of the overpayments, self-employed. It just says you overpaid by five. Okay. Next year, you're starting the game with 5000 paid into the yeah. government. And then if you only have 5000 of self-employment next year, you'd owe nothing. Yeah. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it doesn't so, seem like they operate that way because they'll send you a letter you know saying like, oh, like that's why the situation – you see why it's fr- – because it's yeah. like I've overpaid – Ten grand, yep. and they're sending me a letter saying I owe them eighty four dollars. It seems like you guys would just 
wash that well, out. I'm not sure what you're saying is correct, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're presupposing what the what you just said, right? I'm not sure. That's how, ha- right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. but it's like from another year, I guess. <laughs> anyway, but, but, but I'm not going like, to perjure myself on, no. this pod, on this podcast. <laughs> but I think this is the point, like, people in when you're like, well, just boil it down. You see? Like, I'm a, I'm a boil it down systems guy. Yeah. And we try to make it as easy as possible. But the only tried and true things I can say is have your data organized, work with somebody throughout the year, and eventually you can get to some... Generally speaking, when I make a dollar, I pay 20 cents of that. Yeah. Like, you got to get to that place. But anything short of that is based on assumptions or miscalculations. It's just, it's complicated. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> you it, look defeated. I am. I am. It's just, I just hate that it's so, and, and it feels like. I wish it was. Look, I wish. Everybody does. I mean, and I know because honestly, saying, you, know. you know me, like. I'm not over here beating the drum of, of like of a tax practice where I, if the government changed the tax code and made it super simple, like all of a sudden we're out of a job. No, like that's why we want to do other things, advisory and accounting and software and all that other stuff. Yeah. But but yeah, if if they simplified it, it'd be a lot easier. And I get and look, I get that that's not necessarily answered because some of yeah. these things, it's like because it's complex, there are advantages there too. No question. Or not that you'd phrase it that way, but like it's in those complexities where you can, they do work for you. Right. So I get that part of it too. Right. yeah, it is just when you're trying to think ahead. I love how like I wish people could see you right now. You're I'm you're rubbing the his classic head in forehead. disgust, like brow <laughs> furrowed brow. Yeah. <laughs> you're now red. Yeah, um, my this is what veins taxes, are veins are popping out. This is what taxes do to people. Ah, yeah, it's it just. And then not to mention. Because <laughs> I think that's why it's frustrating. Because it's like one thing to say, like, okay, even if I understood everything you were saying. They still. Yeah, let's just <laughs> continue, yeah. please. Whoops. Uh, yeah, let's just assume like you nailed it. Yeah, that still doesn't prevent them from nailing it. You know, what well, I mean? the IRS like, is still... incompetence and their issues are a whole different right. episode. So yeah, all right. We can't even talk about the fact that they you can't even get them on the phone. They don't open the mail. Yeah, you have to mail them. And it's just you have yeah. to fax them things. All right. Well, <laughs> hey, uh, sorry I ended on such a downer know, right? vibe. No, but, this is good, though. But, yeah, this is just – yeah, this is stuff you got to get a handle on. Yeah. Um, and to your point, look, I, I think if you're trying to go down the road of understanding it and being justified and all of it, it's going to – good. It, it's good, but it's going to be a little frustrating. What yeah. I was, The point I was making is like – you can you can not I don't want to say you can set this and forget it, but if you're keeping good books, yeah. then you can work with somebody, and this doesn't have to be exhausting like this yeah. conversation. Uh, <laughs> I just mean like you yeah. know what I'm saying like yeah. th- on a day to day basis, it's not like you have to look at this and like get angry and do, like you can get a handle on it because I, I I mean I feel like yeah you know it's just a matter of like all right let me let's let's back into this yeah. and come up with a plan and even if that plan has a few contingencies of like all right well I know for the next quarter I'm going to save this much correct you know and then we'll revisit that's good enough you know yeah so let's let's leave it there. Appreciate um, you coming full circle on yeah. that positive note there. <laughs> no problem. No, but I mean, yes, if you're working with somebody who's competent, like I'm all for my clients understanding, knowing they become better clients when they do. And and you and you knowing is great. But at the same time, they also know like I know this stuff. 
Mm-hmm. I'm working with them. I'm catching the thing. I'm thinking through. Like, I think people can, if they lead this podcast, they understand, like, I think through these things. I understand the concepts. I know them. Right. I know what things net, what things don't. I understand. Like, that's what you're trusting. I mean, when you go hire a lawyer to write your will, you're not over his shoulder. You want to understand, mm-hmm. but you know you're trusting in the professional. Right. And so that's but but if you come with the baseline understanding and the baseline good data, man, you're in a way better spot. Yeah. Good deal. All right, we'll end it there. Um, as always, go to Mirror Group, check out more episodes, get in touch with Marcus there, and yep. you can you can do this in real life. And, uh, <laughs> That's right. You can, you can get, send over your books, get set up, and, and start getting some better understanding on what your tax liability is. Absolutely. Um, and it'll depend. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> As Appreciate, we know. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah. All right. Thanks. All right, guys.